Miriam Tazi in the house. Malcolm Riddle. How are you? I'm good. How are you? (laughs) Don't lie. I know you're not good. I was going to say, what's crack a lacking? Oh. Let's get right down to it. What's up? You know how it it is. You tell me. (laughs) And welcome to another episode, people. Another episode of American Riddle. Mm-hmm. You hear that podcast voice is jumping into it. Yeah, so weird how you change. Huh? My mom says I sound so natural. You are natural. <laughs> Everyone says that. <laughs> Everyone loves your voice. Whatever. It's good. You're good. You have a. Uh, you should. You should think about getting into uh, voiceover work. Really? Yeah. There's like, big money in that. I've heard. But I don't really know how to do that. <laughs> get into we should get that. we should get uh, uh, Will back on the podcast. I know we had Will Blagrove yeah. on the podcast a couple of times. He does voiceover work for video games. Oh yeah, and and uh, TV and film. But yeah, it's a it's huge. I was just actually I was just talking to Justin, my son, about voiceover work because he's big into video games. And I got him a, a new game, and he, he sent me a text the other night, and he's like, it's. I guess one of the characters is someone from Black Jesus. And he goes, it sounds just like him. I was like, well, Google it. Yeah. <laughs> and he looked it up, and uh, lo and behold, it was. And I was like, yeah, well, there's it's like a lot of actors and comedians. That's what they do. They get into, you know, voiceover work, a la Eddie Murphy and uh, uh, yeah, Chris Rock. Yeah, but already established people, They are, yes. You know what yeah. I mean? yeah, but Ice-T so. does it. Ice-T Ice He's T just established too. It's true. <laughs> I mean, let's it's be true. real. Not, These are like I'm putting us big names. I'm, yeah, like <laughs> you should just do that. You know, dabble yeah. dabble in some yeah. voiceover, Mary. Uh, delusions, like, uh, <laughs> delusions of grandeur. Sure, people, I'd love to if someone could hook me up. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I was actually putting you up there with Ice T okay and Chris with that. Rock. Thank you. I think very highly of you, Mary Tazi. But I don't know if I put myself up there. But thank you. Well, your voice. I'm telling you. I think you can. You should. Seriously, you should. I hate talking on the mic at work, like on the walkies and stuff. Really, and it's should funny be. I take advantage of it. Someone called me out the other day. They were like, "You got your podcast voice on." <laughs> yeah. Get out of here! You guys don't know what's well, because up. Because you don't really talk a lot, probably outside of the podcast. I got nothing to so say. People don't know your regular voice. I got nothing to say to anyone. You don't. I mean, my vo- my regular voice is like this, more or less. I mean, sometimes, mm. right? No. Defense. What do you mean? No, let's hear it. Let's hear the skinny then. Well, no, it's just I feel like there is a little bit of a of a showman really? that comes out a little bit. You think your voice is a little deeper in real life, actually. For real? Damn. <laughs> Howard Stern had that problem. He used to. It doesn't always happen. It's like yeah. it's always in the beginning of the podcast. Yeah, then when you relax, yeah. yeah. I've, I've been trying to trying to fight with that. Well, because you're Damn like it. hyped up. You're hyping yourself up, getting yourself psyched. It's weird man. It's not weird. Hey, everybody! No, it's welcome not to the podcast. <laughs> it's Mickey Mouse. <laughs> what the fuck? Not that bad. It's no, terrible. It's man. not that noticeable. Got all it's all sorts good. of problems. People <laughs> can't win for losing. Yeah. Okay. Welcome to my world. Well, but yeah, voiceover work. There's uh there's some uh, there's some juice in that. I'll keep that in my my definite maybe. Pile. We need to we need to schedule a podcast with Will and, and maybe I think I know someone I know my dad he's done voiceover work as well. Really? There's a lot of yeah, even if it's simple things, it's out there. Mm, interesting. Okay. But now even more so because people are like I said with Ice Team, he's doing voiceover work, uh, which he knows nothing about. Well, yeah. Meaning Dungeons and Dragons. I guess he did a big really. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't even know the world, so he said he was mispronouncing. Oh no! Yeah, and he had to go back and like redo it. So yeah, if you don't, (laughs) if you don't know that world, 
you know? Yeah, but sometimes your voice just fits, you know? So it's yeah. kind of cool. I don't know. It, it would be something to get into. It's, it's one of those fields where, you know, you can just lounge around all day, too. Just show up to work <laughs> in your PJs. <laughs> You know, like you do sometimes. I'm dressed today. In the studio, yeah. I have no, jeans on and a sweater and stuff. Yeah, came to work on time, ready to go. <laughs> it's, a, it's a miracle. All right. It's a miracle. I'm trying to act like I'm super lazy. I work really hard. No, <laughs> you're not. tired. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Yeah, I, uh, I was telling you earlier, the listeners don't know, but I was talking to Miriam about uh, the wine business. and When, today? Yeah, well, any given day. <laughs> Anytime we I don't talk, know if it's really. considered talk. <laughs> it's I mean, more like venting. Yeah, or rant. Complaining. Uh, but one of the things I've noticed, which is weird, and I notice it more as of late about how many, uh, I guess, French sayings that, oh, that. that people uh, inject in daily conversation, whether it's, whether it's the creme de la creme, or one I hear a lot of is, uh, what is it, uh, what are some of the popular ones that people use? I can't remember this one. I mean, people don't use Sacré Bleu anymore, but people still think that that's like something that's said in France. Which no, is, that's not common, no. commonly used. But I've been using them, the long and short people, I've been using them in my, I do, I produce a newsletter, which is kind of like a blog, a wine newsletter, mm-hmm. and I send it out so people uh, in the wine industry, potential buyers can get a feel for what I'm showcasing you know, every week. And sometimes in the beginning, I was putting this week, mainly meaning this week. This is what I'm showing, just right. a plain simple like more time. dates, very more little timeline, hits, yeah. very little hits. Then I started being a little bit more creative, like deliciousness, <laughs> using words like that. You know what I mean? Eye catching, popping words, which get gets big hits. But my biggest amount of hits is when I use the creme de la creme of words. Napa Valley. And what was the other one I just used? The un, deux, trois. That's like, right. Yeah. <laughs> one, two, three. <laughs> Very creative. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's true. Like, I think, you know, when you think marketing, it has to be something a little different, you know? And I guess, you know, I don't, I'm surprised because even, you know, Victor produces a newsletter to his And hey, Victor owns the Vienna Vintner in Vienna, Virginia. Yeah, well, Jackie actually writes it too now. She has more time, but it's like, it's it's surprising how how much this, the title itself, you know, will determine opening, you know? I didn't think that that would be that important for me. It's like, oh, they're just expecting the newsletters coming the same day of the week. They're going to open it regardless. They want to know what wine it is. Not that that would be such a catch, you know, the the title would be such an important factor, but it really is now that you're pointing that out, especially with your, your, you know, paying attention to the openings and stuff. It's just surprising that one, you have to come up with something creative and like literally... One line, not even in like four or five words, you know. So, and every week you have to come up with something that's captivating, and that can't be easy. You so, know? Yeah, sometimes I'll spend more time on the title than yeah. I will actually putting <laughs> in the body of work. Or, yeah, yeah, which like, is crazy that that's what it comes down to. But that's the attention span that people have now. It's that I want to know everything in four words. It's like that's it. Well, you know. Well, like, it also it, it's it's a very <clears throat> old practice too because if you look at stand up comics. They want to open hard and close hard. You know what I mean. So you want to make sure you grab the audience, like within those first few minutes, or you'll lose them. Yeah. If you if you go to a movie, right, the first five ten minutes is what sets that pace. That's and true. if you if you fumble that, that movie's just going to be it's all a lot over of pressure, the place. Though. So there's a lot of things, uh, you know, in life. I mean, it's it's like that when you meet someone. Yeah. First you know what impression, I mean? all that stuff. Yeah. If you're fumbling around, you know, game over. You know what I mean. 
It's true. Yeah. So I mean, it's uh, it, and I've noticed that just with the uh, with with emails and and same thing with tweets. When you tweet stuff out, you have you know x amount of characters, and if you if you follow like on my Twitter, I kind of I interact with uh, mainly uh, some of the people I've I've grew up with, like Ice T. Michael Rappaport, people like that, and they they hit me back all the time, just because I'll I'll do things that are kind of eye catching as well, stuff I like, and plus I listen to their shows and I kind of got a feel for you know their style. Well, you guys have the same, very similar, yeah, similar. very similar thoughts and mm-hmm. like likes. It's it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, the same generation. But the the cool thing about that is back in the day there was no no Twitter, mm-hmm. and I had that same you know uh, feeling. You know what I mean when you when you see someone. On television or at the movies or on the radio, you're like, you know, what I mean, of course you're you're drawn to them because of their celebrity, but it gets a little deeper when you're up close and intimate, listening to that album or CD or watching that film, and you're like, you know, I know this guy. Yeah, you but know, I'd but still you be do- shy. I think it's pretty ballsy that you're like reaching out to them directly. You know, like I, I still am a little bit like, you know, they are so attainable, but I'm still like, I don't. I don't know if I can contact them directly. Like, who am mm-hmm. I? You know yeah, what I yeah, mean? Like, yeah. I just get shy about it. Like, what am I going to say that's going to actually attract yeah, their there's, attention? There's you people know? that I know that I've reached out on Twitter, man. They don't even hit me back. Like What's, my man, Michael yeah. Moore, man. I've tried to reach Mike, man. Mike and I grow back a long way. And granted, he's a very, very, very... Well, I mean, he's he's a big celebrity, but he's also a, a political figure as well. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he gets swamped with tweets, but... Uh, and I'm sure I could pick up the phone and call him if I wanted to, but usually I hit him on Twitter. Or and he did like a couple things, but I just like the ability. I like the whole aspect of, you know, the uh, communication being reciprocated of back course. and forth, and it's short and sweet and right to the point. You That's know what awesome. I mean? Uh, and the same thing with the the, the blog slash newsletter. It's just like boom, here it is. Um, you know, you put it out there, and and it connects and. You know, in that case, I guess it connects with sales. But the Twitter thing is fun because recently I sent out a tweet. And sometimes I just send random tweets or I'm watching something on, on TV and movies. You know what I mean? And I'll record a clip and then I'll shoot it out there. Well, I, w- I wasn't even thinking. I was just, you know, I'm a big fan of Rocky. I don't know if I ever told you this. No, never. Rocky 2. <laughs> okay. Rocky 3. Okay. You know what I mean? Clubber Lang, Mr. T, that whole, you know. So I, 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 I was watching. I watched all three last week. With your son, no? no? No, by myself. He still hasn't seen them? No, hasn't seen. He saw Creed, but he hasn't oh, seen. that's right. Okay. You know what I mean? I don't know how I missed that, but okay. uh, don't worry. I'm going to get him caught up to speed. <laughs> I'm not going to fail at this. Even though last night we were out at Target and he picked up a Rocky DVD and it was dad. Oh. And I was like, yeah, Rocky. You know, it's one of those moments like... Hey, Dad, I'm here. You know what I mean? I'm just like, yeah, man, Rocky. I love Rocky. It's, this is a fact. You know, A lot of people feel like that, I'm yeah. sure. Jaws, Rocky, <laughs> you know, there's certain certain films out there. Raging Bull, you know, Goodfellas, GF1, GF2, <laughs> you know. But my point is, back to the Rocky thing. So I sent this, I was watching this uh, Rocky 3 and so I just recorded some clip. It was a clip of uh, Clubber Lang, a.k.a. Mr. T, and it had Rocky and Apollo Creed in it, uh, Carl Weathers. So I included Carl Weathers in on the tweet, but I didn't expect anything from it. 
And he replied. He replied back. Now, yeah, most people will be like, you know, eh, what's the big deal? You know what I mean? It's a tweet. Come on now. Relax. Understand, Carl Weathers is... Okay, he's... Well, the fact that he's on Twitter already is already impressive. That's the point, too. He's not known for tweeting or being out there on social media. There's a certain demographic of people yeah. that, that don't interact in that community, right? Mm-hmm. The fact that he did and he responded for us. What I mean by us. Your is, generation. Wait, wait, wait. No, no. I'm not just my generation. the fuck's so Old funny? Old-timers. So, <laughs> so, look. Sticks and stones. <laughs> okay. S- the, the, and I'm still, I'm getting excited just telling the story. <laughs> I wasn't even going to recap this, but I'm going to recap it. Look. It, it warrants a recap I tw- I tw- already. That's right. <laughs> I tweeted it out, right? Sent it out. And then all of a sudden he hits back, right? And I look at my phone. I'm just sitting there looking at TV or whatever. I see the, the notification, right? And I see it. I'm thinking I'm seeing something on the side of my eye. You know what I mean? And I'm like, oh, man, it says Carl Weathers. And I'm like, could this be? Like, I'm trying to do the math in my head and process it. Carl Weathers for that second. Hey, he knew my name, right? And I, and I, 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 I try to tag, you know, a couple of few people who would appreciate the video clip. It's not a big deal. So, you know, I sent it out to Mike Rapp. Um, that's what we call him. <laughs> I like how it's all celebrities that you tag. No, no, I tag my brother Trey. Oh, okay. Because you have to understand when 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 uh, Rocky Three came out, I was living in Mill Valley, California. Right? There was only one theater. Mm. It was a, the uh, Mill Valley is kind of an old, um, kind of a historic, prestigious community outside of the Bay Area, right in San Francisco. Right? You see Robin Williams there all the time, and. And uh, George Lucas, I see George Lucas every weekend. I go walking. I'd walk into town by myself as a teenager, just with hopes to see George Lucas. And every now and again, I'd bump into Robin Williams. It was surreal because I'd be like Mork, you know. It just it would blow my because I wasn't even looking for him. It's really sad what happened to him. They're finding out more and more actually about him. So yeah, that's really cool that you're able to do that. And then yeah, I'm like Forrest Gump. <laughs> like my, my the way my life goes, and so uh, what was I talking about? Valley, how Rocky, Valley. yeah, how Rocky Three. <laughs> so there was only one theater. So when it came out, this was back. That's how it all comes together. This was back in the days when they would have one movie, right? Yeah, and it would play for months, mm. months. So how many times did you see it? I must have saw it twenty five times at least. Wow, at least in the movie theater. I would go every weekend. When I get off school, I go right to the movie theater and just watch it. And I just watch it over and over and over again. Like there was a, there was a, a, a girl in the, this is when they had those protruding box office booths mm-hmm. that would come out. And it's like in the street, you get talking. I just keep looping around. <laughs> and sometimes I watch it two or three shows. And she, she, yeah, that's what she would look at. <laughs> exactly. You shaking your head like that with your face covered? That's exactly how the, uh, too the, much. the box office. Yeah, that's what they would say. This is <laughs> too much. Too much. Little kid with an afro. You know what I mean? No. Probably like 86 pounds. Same size head as I have now. Yeah. Oh. Wow. And so I would watch it. So now you you fast forward I can see to the, 2015, the right? That's weird. And all of a sudden, I see Carl Weathers flash up on my uh, my personal handheld cellular phone. 
And I'm just, I'm beside, I'm more than beside myself, right? I'm trying to process this as a human being, as a man. I'm trying to process this. Mm-hmm. That Apollo Creed, you're talking Action Jackson. Yeah. You know what I mean? This this is the creme de la creme <laughs> right here. You know what I mean? This is the, the yeah. upper echelon. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Top yeah. notch. <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? I got it. I mean, this is a real the best. Deal. Yeah, the best of the best, the real deal. You know what I mean? This is him, the master of disaster. Oh, so anyway, so what did he say? Like what? What? what he just he said say? a hashtag be peace. <laughs> That's, but it doesn't matter. He could have just put a period in his. It's basically initial. like a thank you. No, no, because the 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 clip that I sent him to put it in context, oh. it was a bit aggressive. It was uh, it was a part where Mr. T was touting uh, Rocky in the, yeah, I think it was in the ring, and uh, he was uh, he was touting him and Apollo Creed, so it was very aggressive stance against both of them. Okay. You know what I mean? But when I sent the tweet out to Mike Rapp, it was basically it didn't have really anything to do with. The last thing on my mind was was Apollo Creed. It was more of a, a Clubber Lang, Mr. T reference. Mm. But the fact that uh, Apollo Creed reached out, I mean, it, it was as if the, the sea parted. <laughs> because it wasn't no more than, I don't know, 90 seconds after he replied, my brother from uh, North Carolina called. Like, I was getting calls from around the country. You know what I mean? Dude, do you know what this means? <laughs> That's all I hear on the other side of the phone. And we're giggling and laughing. We are celebrating. You would think I won the Heisman Trophy. I even got in a Heisman stance and held it there with my, with my personal handheld cellular phone. I, I held it there for a second as if I won the Heisman. Wow. Word up. That's what that meant. I mean, wow. it was big. And even still, Mike Rapp retweeted it too. He couldn't believe it. And he's beside himself. So he was celebrating because he was included in on it. <laughs> You know, so he's out in, uh, he was either out in New York, LA, LA. So we had a, 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 a whole like relationship just, just bound. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. We all came together within the universe. Yeah. You know what I mean? And became one Twitter, for that moment. Twitter sphere. Yeah. Thanks to Twitter, social media. <laughs> Whew. You are so excited about this. Yeah, I should have my Fitbit on to see what my heart rate is <laughs> right now. Straight up, I want to check that shit. Well, yeah, you're breathing all heavy now. You're like I'm a fucked little, up. A little shiny. Yeah. Are you okay? <laughs> He's got it on now. I think it's tracking it, but I'll, I'll update you. Okay. You know, yeah. I mean, understand this cool, too. Though. I'm not going to give you, like, it's, I, I understand it to a certain extent. Um. But, Especially uh, for us coming up, us meeting my brother. When we were coming up, like back in those day, days, there weren't a lot of, of, of prominent black people in Hollywood. You know what I mean? Especially that represented anything of a positive nature. You know what I mean? If you go back to this, this forget about the 60s, but the 70s and 80s, you know, either you were like a criminal, a hustler, a pimp. Or something like that, you know. Of course, when you had Shaft and certain figures that came into play, where the where, where the black man was looked at as heroic and actually got the girl, but it was few and and far between. I mean, yeah. of course, you had you know the rise of, of Muhammad Ali and the heavyweight championship of the world. You had that era where he 
would always boast that he was the greatest and he held himself up to a level. But that, that was huge for us. So anyone else, especially within TV, film, and, and even sports, is, is completely different. Completely different than it is today. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it, it was so few and far between. So, so when someone did stand up and when you, you could see them, it was it was just captivating. I mean, it, I, awesome. I I can just remember that time, and 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 Carl Weathers was one of them dudes. You know what I mean? That's he, good. He was just one of them dudes. Yeah, my heart beats uh, one twenty one. That's a lot. It's jacked up right now. I got to calm the fuck down. Breathe. No joke. <laughs> that Fitbit's come in handy, huh? Yeah, I use it to I use it to monitor stuff. That's good. Does it save all that information somewhere? In like it's supposed an app? to, but I haven't got that. Yeah, I, t- I tried to sync it yesterday, and or I did sync it. it. Took me a while to figure it out. Mm. But thanks to Google and saved PDFs, like you can get anything. Like if you can't figure out something, you lost a manual to your lawnmower or something like that. All you got to do is just Google it. And Man, the I PDF tried to Google. Yeah. Might, nah. You got to know the key words though, Miriam. I had a hard time, man. When I was in Morocco, I was trying to find like the mm. manual for this. It was like a record player slash MP3 player and CD player. You know, like one of those. Comp- yeah, I know what you mean. Was it Crossley? I don't remember the brand. You got well. You <laughs> got to know the brand to get, get the right info. Well, I was there, so yes. In the moment, I was looking, but I could not find. Are you sure this wasn't a bootleg radio record player from Morocco? You know how you, Morocco, really? You said those really? are your words. No, actually, they those were are your words. words. Your no, I mean right now. Right now, yes. On the podcast, yes. Online. But you said you said that everything that comes into Morocco is a bootleg. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> okay. Let's see where we're going with this, people. That's why I hit the record early when I start the podcast. Who knows? I might even play some some uh, outtakes again oh, on this episode. Great. I got to keep you on your toes, man. I got to keep you honest. Because if I let you run wild, God knows what you... You'll have you people fooled. You let me run <laughs> That's a contract you signed when you signed up for sign American shit. Riddle. Okay. That's and you put your too. You put your fingerprint on there. So, I mean, Actually, that's... I never signed a release form. So, here we go. It's a verbal. <laughs> ah, verbal. Maybe. I can go back. There might have been a handshake. I'm just telling you, man. <laughs> I got to keep you, you straight up and honest or else... God knows what you'll have us into. Mm. Ooh, I'm still pumped up. What else do you want to talk about today? You I mean, just based, planned. just based. I don't, but based on, I didn't have anything. Oh, I thought you said you had a couple things lined up. No. Oh, I was joking. <laughs> okay. Even last night, I was like, hey, I should just skip this week. I was like, I got nothing really to talk about. No. I mean, I got plenty to talk about. It's just like there's a few people I wanted to be on the podcast. I've been, I've been hunting, and hounding, and. Then I get kind of hounding. fed up. I get I fed up. Hounding. No, I just send an email. Or yeah, so, that's or, not hounding. You're just asking. Yeah, usually I just ask once. <laughs> yeah, it's not hounding at all. Yeah. You're not annoying about it. No, but. I'm not. I'm just like, oh, I guess I don't want to. I just go on. I yeah, let me check one more. No, okay. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, just on that subject alone about people coming up in um in that time period, uh, I saw a commercial uh, for. Uh, the O.J. Simpson movie. Have you seen that? No, but I have watched a couple things on like some of these tapes, these O.J. Simpson tapes. What are those? That are being, um, I don't know. I don't remember what network it's on, but <clears throat> um, it might be on a couple different ones that you can find now. But it's like these tapes of like his 
Like after the initial trial, they did another one where there's like tapes of him being interviewed about the murders and oh. like the What's whole. What's that on? I can find it for you. I forget. It could have been. Do people still find that fascinating? Like, I, do you? I did. When I saw it, I was like, huh. Because. The recent tapes, be, you mean? Yeah. And so I kind of, it was a little bit more of a backstory. Because, I mean, I was, I was around and I remember watching this, you know, when it happened. And there was so much controversy, you know, that it's like some of the. It, just to have, hear his you know, whatever he, his answers, I'm not going to say his, I want to say his truth, you know? Um, it was interesting to watch his body language and kind of see his, how he would get angry in certain moments and things like that. Like me as a psychology nerd, like that was really fascinating. Um, yeah, but, but how, I, I, how would anyone act? How would anyone act in that situation when you're under the micro, microscope for hours and hours, days, weeks, months on months? But also months. their strategy on like the, the interviewers, you know, and mm-hmm. how they're how they were trying to get the truth out of him or whatever. It was interesting on how they, yes, they were basically like beating him with questions, you know, and and trying to ask the same thing in a different way to catch him in a lie and like screw him over. You know what I mean? It was definitely a mind fuck for sure. Weird, weird time. Very, very, uh, you know, uh, page turning time in our our history. Uh, just because, again, you know, when I think about when I think about my life and growing up, O.J. Simpson is com- a completely different person or personality in my era. He yeah. was. A, so, I don't have that. He was a celebrity superstar um, uh, e- even before he was in the movies. Like as a child growing up, you know how you see kids playing. Well, maybe not these days. Kids playing out in the streets playing football. Um, <laughs> We'd be playing football, and one of the things we would, on a regular basis, on a regular basis, we would be running, holding the football, and as we're taking those strides, we'd be saying, juice, juice, juice. Like, juice was the, 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 the alpha and the omega when it came to football in the streets, in the neighborhoods, like juice. That's all we we would run through. We would run through plays and imitate O.J. Simpson. Uh, even when we were in, we go to the mall or go to the go 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 anywhere where there was a an open hallway or a hard surface. We would imitate the uh, the I think it was the Avis commercials. You know what I mean? And we'd run through and try to jump and hurdle things. Uh, you know, just high jump. And we would just—it was just OJ. I mean, it was OJ. It's weird when I think about it because it was OJ, Michael Jackson, and Bruce Jenner. <laughs> it's just—I understand. It's just—I lie to me. I lie to you not. No, man. I know you're not lying. I lied to you not. We had the Wheaties. Yeah, like we, yeah. We, we, the, I know the fucking, the fucking tank top. You know what I mean? The shorts. But look at them all now. You know what I mean? Or, you know, sort of, you know? It's like all how three of the them. world is changing. The only thing they could fuck my world up now is if you came to me and said, Dr. J or Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, you know what I mean, had some scandal on them. Because they got ma- magic. When magic, when, when, when magic, you know, quote unquote, went down, you know what I mean? When that went, you know, that, that fucked the world up, you know what I mean? 
He was he was just as big, larger than life, especially in Michigan. Growing up in Michigan, Magic Johnson used to come to the shoe store yeah, on a regular yeah. and just hang out and sign autographs. I knew Magic like- Johnson. I met Magic Johnson. I met the goatee Magic Johnson. <laughs> You're talking about mustaches and stuff? And you know we were talking before the podcast. Uh you're talking about clean shaven? You know, you know clean you guys know clean shaven Magic Johnson. I, knew, I know I know I remember pictures of, of goatee. No, no, no. I met I've been in the presence of the goatee. And that's probably when he was just running around. He I mean, he was huge in Michigan. Yeah. You know what I mean? So he'd come to the shoe store. Accessible. Word. He's like a man of the people. Still is. Yeah. And he's still here. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, uh, but yeah, I mean, OJ, now I don't know how accessible OJ was, but that FX has an original series. Let's look at the, uh, let's look at the trailer for it because. When does it start? Uh, I think Soon? 2016, oh. I think. They're, they're promoting the hell out of it though. Yeah, I know. I've seen it. Yeah. What have you got? Got two victims in Brentwood. Brentwood? Nobody gets killed in Brentwood. It's Cuba Gooden Jr. It's OJ. You're going to say this case is all about race? Yes, because it is. John Travolta. She did it. She was terrified of him. I'm not a public personality. I don't know how to do this. He's my friend. I don't turn my back on people. You're turning your back on Nicole. Who the hell signs a suicide note with a happy face? I ain't trying to be respectful. I'm trying to win. You want to make this a black thing? Well, I'm not black. I'm OJ. It looks like the real deal, doesn't it? Yeah. You're losing control. This is a fiasco. You're afraid there's going to be more riots. This has got to stop. I deserve to get hurt. Who's a side? The People versus OJ Simpson. Yeah, it looks like Premieres it's be really Tuesday, good. February 2nd on FX. Okay. It looks like the, it, it looked like the real thing, huh? The players, the way people look, you yeah, get, they did a you had good, Robert Kardashian, David Swimmer is Robert Kardashian, not knowing, job. poor guy didn't even know what the fuck was going to happen after that. Motherfucker drops dead and his girls go buck wild. Ain't that a bitch? All right. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's why you got to run a tight ship. Huh? You know? No comment. Motherfucker got all girls and then went buck the fuck wild. I'm not even trying to be funny right now, but did they or did they not go buck wild? Yeah, but I don't know if it's only because he passed away. Their mom is no, pretty... No, he probably, he probably killed him. Okay. Shit. I don't know about all this. I'm not saying they killed him, but, you know, the, <clears throat> all that, you know, cursed. The trial, everything, you know what I mean? Stress. Definitely has a bad dark cloud, like, over it. It's a dead, yeah, a bad, you know, bad mojo or something. I don't know. What do they call it? You know, when you get like an juju. Omen. <laughs> Is that your the word? Face, your face. <laughs> Change your eyebrows. That, your your face just changed. Juju. I couldn't think I of the word. I figured it out. Yeah, we call that uh, something else. Hmm? But uh, the maraboutage. The gris gris. What's that? That's uh, the African black magic. Gris gris. Gris gris. Hmm? Gris gris. It's, well, it can be good luck too. It depends. But anyway. Yeah, yeah so that's that, that looks like it's going to be good. I wonder... If it's more dramatic or if it's going to be pretty accurate or if it's going to be true, I don't know. You know, I feel like there's so much untruth. You all, know? I'm saying, all I'm saying is once upon a time. I mean, yeah, when you, when you look at it, 
when you look at that time, and yeah, you brought up that point, you're like, oh, O.J. Simpson, who did I mention? Michael Jackson. Bruce Jenner. Yeah. Um, the uh, <laughs> Really? <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying you, you can't help but kind of snicker, right? Let me think about it. If, if, if anything weirder, think of O.J. Okay, if you would have went to me, if okay, hear me out. You better put your Fitbit back on. <laughs> Hear me the fuck out for a minute. You go back in time. This is this would be a good movie. You go back in time and you. Where you, are they now? Yeah, you go back and tell them like, look, man. Okay, here's the deal. You got to make some serious changes, or this is what's going to go down. And you go to each one of them. You can't make that shit up, though. That's the kind of you stuff go to like each this. one of them and say, OJ. All right, OJ. Here's what's going to happen, man. You know what I mean? You got to get back on track. All right. Well, I don't know what track is, but whatever you got to do, avoid this situation. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, don't win the Heisman. Take up tennis. You know what I mean? Do something. I don't <laughs> because it's not going to end up well for you, right? And then you go to, uh, you, okay, who do you go to next? You, you're in a time machine. Who would you go to? Who's the first person you would go to, Mary? Michael Jackson. Those are your three. Okay. So you go to Michael Jackson. What do you say to Michael Jackson? You get teleported back in. Let's just say uh, he's in a studio making off the wall. Or would you Or would you teleport back to Thriller? Which 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 era would you tell? Or would, would you go back to ABC? To, yeah, I would go when he's pretty young, actually, or teenage, like early teens. Okay, so you know? okay, so here's here's the jump. Here's the here it is, and and you're, you know, and I would tell him just. Oh. What, would you, I don't know. what would you say to little Michael Jackson? Say don't trust anybody. <laughs> and and, I mean? and he would look at you like, are you out of your mind? Mm, or Joe Jackson I, might not even let you close enough to him. So then you got to you got to get through Joe. Or worse, Jermaine might want to hit on you. So Jermaine is. is I would on, still focus on MJ. I would be like. So what if you can't get through let, Jermaine and Jermaine's trying to get with you? Right. I'd you use get, it to my advantage and then Good. and then get Michael so Jackson. So you, you would have to sleep to, with Jermaine to get what, close to Mike, right? That's not how I would say necessarily. Why would this, because Jermaine was that, like that? Jermaine was like. Doesn't that. mean I was. I could still find a way. There's how are you going to get close to Michael? They're not letting you close to Michael. They're not letting you close, Michael. They right. will. They How are you going to get close to Michael? I would. I'd Come on, Mary. You got to work. Come on. You got to be creative right here. No, but why are you making me sleep around to get to Michael? Like, why does that have to be the answer as a woman? Why is that the first thing that comes to your mind? Well, it would be the same with me. <laughs> you would sleep with Jermaine to I get would. to Michael. If I, could, if I could save Michael Jackson, if I'm, I'm on record for saying it. If I had to save Michael Jackson, I would sleep with Jermaine Jackson. I mean, if it was Janet. Oh, <laughs> you seem to but see that would well. I couldn't do that because if so I went back, young. yeah, man, that's some sick <laughs> shit. Then I'm in trouble. You know what I mean? Yeah, or yeah, it's just hard to convince someone, you know, about what would happen, you know, because they're so in their mindset. It's like everything is golden, you know. So that's also why they probably thought they could get away with certain things, you know. Even Tiger, when you think of Tiger Woods or whatever, you don't think that you're going to get caught, you know. Yeah, but Tiger Woods wasn't. That's that's completely different. And again, well, just things we're going, talking people that are like you know very successful and celebrities and so influential. how would you get how would you get to Michael Jackson if let's say if, okay let's just just cut cut it cut right to the chase you've gotten through you're talking to little Michael Jackson okay before off the wall Michael Jackson and you got to you got to warn him. 
That's a tough one. It is very tough because it's how do you convince someone, like be like, this is, if you tell him, okay, if you continue the way you're continuing, this is the life that you've led, you've led. This is what I've seen. There's no way he would believe you. You know what I mean? This movie would be better than The Terminator. Think about it, man. How, how do you convince but then, someone I don't, that I don't things think anybody, are going to go in that direction? I don't, I don't think they would green light this movie because they would be like, you're exploiting the dead. Well, I mean, yeah. Michael's the only one that's dead out of the out of the three, right? Yeah. I mean, Bruce Jenner's technically dead because not it's dead. Caitlin, so therefore Bruce doesn't exist. No, Bruce still exists. Like it's he's still, okay. Like, so someone. so 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 you're saying don't trust anyone. Boom! Now you got you're like Sam Beckett. Okay, you know Sam Beckett, huh? Sam Beckett was in Quantum Leap. So Quantum Leap was a big TV show on NBC back in the 80s. So that being said, Sam Beckett would would would, would leap back into the past and uh-huh. try to fix things that went wrong, right? He even went went back to JFK and tried to tried to fix some stuff. Great TV show. It's on Netflix and and I think various outlets. But my point is so so you're 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 like Sam Beckett right now. So you're I think his name's Beckett. Um you're leaping back in time. All of a sudden, you just spent your seconds with Michael Jackson. Don't trust anyone. Now you just leaped. Where do you leap to? Out of those three? Yeah, which one? Who I do you mean, go to next? I'm not... See, by Bruce Jenner, like, he wouldn't be in my... <laughs> I didn't have... I guess these questions are for me. Yeah, it's more for you. And because... Sam Beckett didn't have a choice. He didn't know where he was going to leap to. He would just show up and have to figure it out. Like, what would you tell yourself as a child? You know what I mean? Run. <laughs> Run run and don't look back run, run to where to where to what away From. far everyone <laughs> it's that simple um no the uh yeah I, I mean you know if you if you leap in and tell bruce center what can you tell the motherfucker you know what i mean don't do weedies man do frosted flakes <laughs> 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 i didn't even mean for that to come up <laughs> jesus anyway oh wow Mm. And OJ, how do you warn him? You know what I mean? How do you warn these guys? How do you go back? But you can't. You can't unfix it because it would happen anyway. That's that's the paradox. That's the the mind fuck of of uh, possibly time travel and uh, you know things that that happen will always unfold that way. It would just take a different route. You know what I mean? So if if Michael, this is a crazy podcast. Uh, if if Mike, Michael Jackson stopped doing, let's say, pop music at the age of 10 years old or something like that, let's say he went to classical, it still would unfold the same way. All roads point to the same. It still would pan out the same way, just to different circumstances. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's the thing yeah, that messes with your mind. Yeah, he'd be ruined by us, yeah. I can, yeah. It still would make a fun movie, I think. And, uh, Interesting. you know, yeah, now my I'm, mind's like, it's crazy. You know, huh? That's how my mind works all the time. It's too much. Yeah. It's exhausting. <laughs> yeah. But you know, like, like, you know, just back on that subject. And when I, when I think of just African Americans in general, and I've talked to you offline about this, just in film, how, how little there are. I mean, yeah. There's more nowadays, but like I said, back when I was coming up, we had Yafet Kodo. You know, him. But the thing is, it's a lot of pressure also if you're like one of the few, you know, that you got to represent a whole community. Do you, you know, know Yafet I mean? Kodo? I need to see a picture. I'm better with faces. I need to names. have your computer hooked up so you can do some engineering. 
you don't trust me enough to do that. Yeah, I do. Oh. You had, a comp- you had one hooked up to last time. I got to be doing engineering things. Oh, yeah, I did do that for Lyrics of Fury. Yeah. Which, um, have we concluded that I've won the last three rounds? Is that is that official? Yafet Kodo. Oh, yes, I know who that is. Yeah, he was in... <laughs> yeah. Yafet Kodo was in... Uh, was in uh he was in Live and Let Die. You know what I mean? He was an alien. He was an alien. What? What's is that a picture of him with like I don't know. Google when you Google someone's name, you don't know what you're gonna get half the time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Nice. That's his kid? Childish Gambino is his kid? Is I didn't really? know that. I didn't know that either. Is that true? I don't know, I lost my cursor. You know how sometimes your cursor disappears? Hey, when that happens. But yeah, he was in he was in Live and Let Die, Alien. You know what I mean? And then we had uh we had TK Carter. You know what I mean? TK Carter was big. He was in TV movies. You know TK Carter, right? Huh? You're working with me here. Mary, I'm trying Mary I'm trying to see pictures. I'm, I'm waiting trying to find Mr. Engineer. A, a, I, I can't find my cursor. <laughs> disappears for some reason. TK Carter was in uh and, and most of you people yeah, listening right too. now, you're probably tuning out about now because you don't know who T.K. Carter is. But he was in the movie Southern Comfort. You know what I mean? Southern Comfort was about it was about it was kind of like Deliverance. I know him from something. And else. Southern Comfort was uh, about a group of uh, I think they were weekend warriors, National Guardsmen. They call them weekend war- warriors. Uh, and they went on this this uh, they went on this um, mission. It wasn't really a mission, but I guess they just went on. You know, I don't know what they call it when they go out on a field trip. I'm sure, a it's not field trip. I was gonna say, I'm sure it's not called a field <laughs> trip. But I got podcast itis right now, and I can't think because I'm trying to engineer and find my, oh my cursor at the same time and Too look much. at all the levels and make sure everything's and keep the conversation going. So I can't process everything at once, Miriam Tazi. <laughs> Whew. See what I have to go through. So yeah, so t- so they went on this expedition. How's that? Is that better? They went on this this weekend ex- excursion. That works. And they went to the the swamplands, like the the gut, dirty gut south. And they were down there, and they, they got ambushed by some just hicks. Mm. And they started they 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 just got wiped out. It was just mm. them trying to escape the back neck woods. Yeah, and TK Carter got fucked up in it, man. He stepped on a booby trap and oh, no. and these spikes went through him. I never forget that, man. Because <sighs> you know we and there was, you know back in the day, brothers, you know brothers, like I said, man, they were either bad guy or if they were in the movie, they got killed quick. Mm-hmm. So he got killed in that one. Then he was in, uh, of course, we know him. He was in the thing. That's what you know it what I mean. Is. <laughs> yeah, he was in the thing with Kurt Russell, John Carpenter's the thing. He got killed in that, but they never showed it. That's actually a picture right there of him in the mm-hmm. thing. Um, with the blue head man, he had roller skates. You know what I mean? <laughs> Listen to a boom box. Motherfuckers, see how so they did brothers back in the day. Like, yeah. He, they're in the middle <laughs> it's like, of the Arctic <laughs> fucking pole or whatever it's called, right? Yeah. It's cold. It's blizzard conditions. You're in the middle of nowhere. And what do they got the brother doing? He's well, cooking. <laughs> He's the cook. Okay. He's got a basketball headband on. Okay. He's got a boombox. And he's got roller skates on. That's <laughs> like all of it. What the fuck? And he's, it, it snows everywhere. This is how they did Brothers back in the day. Strange. You know what I mean? But he got killed. And at least you assume he got killed because you just don't ever find him in the movie. He just it's, And if you haven't seen the thing, 
you're probably not listening to this podcast and, and we could never be friends because, <laughs> I mean, how could you miss that? Like, on why, you know, just go see it. Go see it. Watch it again. It's beautiful on Blu-ray. I think I took you to see it on the silver screen. Did we? Yeah. They played, they played I, it I in, in Fairfax. We need to, they need to do that more, play old movies in the oh, theater. This is great to see. I saw it when I was a kid. My dad took me. Scared me oh to fucking <laughs> death. Of course it did. <laughs> you know, because there was no Pixar. I've said this before. There's no Pixar. There's no Pixar back then. No kid movies, no cartoon movies. Nada. So we went That's to go scary. see like The Thing. You know what I mean? I mean, and I saw that pretty young too. And it's one of my favorites. Yeah, right up there with The Fly. Right up there that with The... still fucks me up. With the fly? Yeah, it's gross. It's there's some really nasty moments. Jeff in that. Goldblum's The Fly. Uh, they live uh, with with uh, um, what you call it? They live. Uh, Keith David, who was in the thing, he played Childs, and he was in They Live uh, with Roddy Roddy Piper. And then one of my other favorite movies was uh, American Werewolf in London. All those movies <laughs> had no black people. There was none in The Fly. There was none in American Werewolf in London. Might have been one in America. But no, no, there was none. None. Mm, Zero. Not in London. Not even, wearing, not even with the boombox. Not even with roller skates. Not even with the headband. I mean, we had Billy D. Williams. And Billy D. Williams was like the equivalent of Brad Pitt. And then the motherfucker blew up and he did in the 80s and did... Uh, uh, and he was already in, a, in I mean, a, He was yeah. already blown up. Like He was big. But when he did Lando Calrissian, of course... They gave him a cape. <laughs> you know what I mean? Why? They didn't give him a boombox, but they gave him a cape. Love capes. He was he was suave, debonair. Mm. You know what I mean? With savoir faire. That's it. le winter, jante tout de How's it go? le winter. Is that a French song? Um. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Alouette, gentil alouette. Alouette is a bird. Oh. Je te plumerai. I need to put it's that. It's actually in. pretty fucked up because he's like, I'll take the the feathers out of your head. I'll take the the feathers out of your. Yeah, je te plumerai is like, I'll take your feathers off. <laughs> really? Yeah. So you're plucking a. There's yes. a bird alive or is it bird dead? Um, I don't know. I, no, I don't know. It doesn't say in the song. That's crazy. <laughs> I don't know, man. But you know, all those like nursery rhymes and stuff. They're not like the most pleasant. You know, there's a lot of like darkness in some of these things. So weird. It is very weird. It's a weird time. That's because they didn't give a shit about kids back in the day. Yeah, I think that's what it kids was. Kids did not like count. Making them hard. You it's know? only. It's only. It, it's only in the past. Survive. Yeah, it's only in the past twenty like, years. This is a temporary thing. They'll probably yeah, no, die within. Two no, years. no. Yeah, yeah. The motherfuckers might not be strong enough. Their backs might not be strong. They give out that's during so production. You know what I mean? I got other ones. It's okay. Yeah. Motherfuckers might get, you know, diphtheria or something like that and (laughs) fall out. Yeah. But they didn't invest until the past like 20 years. No, until the kids could work for them in the field. Then it was like, okay, now we'll pay you attention. No, but now they pay attention. But 20, you know, 25, 30, 30, forget about 30 years ago. It was every man for himself growing up. Be lucky if you survived till, you know, was 20. Yeah. Crazy times. We're lucky-ish. Anyway. What else you got, Miriam Tazi? I've been talking this whole time. I I came unprepared. I thought you had a plan. I do. And <laughs> moving right along. More? Yeah, I do. I got, I got another actor I want to highlight. Since I'm talking about 
Yeah, I was going to say, like, there's no Finnish Moroccan actors that I can ever look up to. They're never on TV. <laughs> Maybe not in American TV. If a Finnish Moroccan, really? I have no idea. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's, I doubt it. I bet you there's more people from Morocco than you think. Mixed Moroccan and Finnish. No, I didn't say that. I, of course, there's, I know there's a lot of Moroccans. There's Moroccans everywhere, but, you know... I just don't like French Montana is Moroccan, but he doesn't say he's Moroccan. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but I'll tell you one thing. One brother that I like right now that I'm watching, Who? you you guys have probably heard of him. Let me see if I spell his name right. What? Bokeem Woodbine. So Bokeem Woodbine is a uh is an actor I think people should talk or, or should be looking at, should be watching. I don't even think I don't even know if he got any you don't have your computer. I don't even know if he he, he got any uh, nominations because I think they just released what, the Golden Globes. The Golden Globes. We'll have to look that up and see who's getting there. Just what did, what did he do before? Do you know? Man, he was in everything. Like he had a good run. I think in the nineties. I know I liked him in. Uh, I know he played in The Sopranos. His massive G. You know what I mean? Let's see. IMDb. Let's pull it up. <coughs> But I know a lot of people wrote him off. I mean, but yeah, he's back. He's that. he's starring in this season, season two of Fargo. And um, I know he was in Jason's Lyric. I remember seeing him in that. Uh, whoa, he's got a deep resume. He does have a lot of stuff. That was way. Let's see. So he started out. Oh, yeah, he was in Strapped. Crooklyn. Yeah, I remember him that. Yeah, there's Jason's Lyrics. Dead President. I mean, he had a, he had a serious run in the 90s. I mean, I mean, and it's been going on for quite some time. But if you haven't seen uh, this uh, this season's uh, Fargo, uh, it's uh, quite the show. I mean, it's on television. It's on the FX network. And if it's if it's anything that I'd say it rivals, it I would put it right up there with Breaking Bad, like straight up the way it's written, the storytelling. Uh, the way the, the, the story unfolds. Do you prefer the second season to the first season? I do. It sounds like you do. Man, well, the first season, forget about it. I was a huge fan of the first season. And uh, as you know, with uh, sometimes the follow-up, sometimes yeah, they're hit or miss. Mm-hmm. But this one far exceeds any expectations um, when it comes to, uh, uh, you know, I guess second uh, season or sequels. Uh, however you want to call them, but uh, it centers around uh, true crime stories in uh, in Minnesota. And so, if you've ever seen the Coen Brothers movie Fargo, uh, it has its uh, parallels with that and its style of uh, um, storytelling, Coen esque, mm-hmm. if uh, if you will, storytelling. So very bizarre, uh, very yeah yeah quirky and extreme characters. Um, really good acting, though. Like brilliant. Yeah, that's the thing. It's brilliant just, <laughs> acting. It's very well written. The, oh well my shot. I'm going to tell you this: <laughs> if you haven't seen it, and you're thinking about like I've gone to uh, just about any movie that comes out, I go see. Within the past three to four months or so, um, you know, I might have seen something that was great, but the majority of films that come out, each one of these episodes is better than the majority of the films wow. that are theatrically released. Wow. No, hands down. I mean, I know you've watched it in quotes but i mean yeah the way you watch things is it's basically like how a deer eats you just graze come back 
pick up on it, you know. But <laughs> if you ever just sit down and just watch the this the I want to say film, uh, you'll be amazed by by this this television. It's spectacular. Anything on that, show. Miriam? That's yeah. a great. Jeez. It's a good show. I like it. I don't know if I'm as obsessed with it as you are, but I'm also the kind of person that like doesn't have the patience to wait for. It's week just to week, riveting so I to try me. To wait like two or three weeks and then watch them. Yeah, it's just riveting to me. It's just it's just every every time I watch it, I swear my my heart rate jumps up and I'm I have a closed tight fist. It just has it has me. It's that edge of of the seat feeling, you know, because you just don't know what's going to happen. I get more and, excited about music than sh- TV shows or... Yeah, when you can find good movie. music. Yeah, but that's kind of how I... Because it's so few and far between. But I guess TV shows are kind of like that too, so... Let's look at a clip okay. of uh, of uh, Bokeem Woodbine's performance. So this is a clip. I'll set it up as best as I can. But he basically plays a uh, enforcer uh, from, I think, the Kansas City mob that comes in to shake down a small town... Uh, uh, mob organization to take over their operation in in uh, um, route to do so. Uh, of course, they uh, get pulled over by a local uh, uh, police sheriff or deputy. I'm not sure what what his rank is. Uh, played by Ted Danson of Cheers, and uh, this is a scene uh, where they um, uh, interact. Bokeem Woodbine and the sheriff, uh, played by Ted Danson. Now, if I were to search you three, would I find weapons? <laughs> Sir, you have nothing to fear from us. We're just passing through town on our way to Point South. Thought we'd stop for some waffles. Gail's idea. Heard you had some real good ones around here. So you can imagine our surprise when we find the place closed and apparently the scene of a crime. What size shoes you boys wear? Now, that is a truly odd question. Last time I checked, I was a 10. Boys? Now, I'm going to go ahead and guess the boys are an 11 and not a 2, which would make them toddlers. Now, unless there's some law been broken, I think it's time for us to be on our way. I promised the boys' wives I'd have them home for supper, and I am, if nothing else, man of my word. I got your names and your plate number. I'm going to radio ahead and make sure you make it out of state. If not, I'm going to put out an APB and have you boys round it up, and then we'll talk again. You understand? I do. Isn't that a minor miracle? The state of the world today, the level of conflict and misunderstanding. That two men could stand on a lonely road in winter and talk calmly and rationally. While all around them, people were losing their mind. You see? Good stuff. You see? You see? I saw. Huh? <laughs> Were you not drawn into that I scene? I was. I've seen this. Yeah, it's very good. And that's the power. That's the power of, of storytelling and also 
when you when you have you know real solid professional actors that are able to uh, you know yeah, come manifest yeah. those written words onto uh, onto the screen. Uh, Bokeem Woodbine plays a a, a kind of like a, a, a Jules Winfield esque character from Pulp Fiction. You know, he's got the he's got the uh, pork chop sideburns, the the fro without the jerry curl, but he plays a very uh, intellectual, uh, street savvy, but very, and also very calm. The exact opposite. You know what I mean? When you think. Like when just when you think you know someone based on their exterior, you see the sideburns, the afro, the dark skin, and you think maybe, you know, it's going to be the more stereotypical type role. You know what I mean? This guy is is you know very much soft spoken, well mannered, um, and. Uh, uh, even his name, I think his name in it is a is an Irish name. He's an Irish last name, so it just kind of throws you throws you for a loop there. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's unexpected, I guess, supposedly. Yeah, Mike Milligan is his name. <laughs> so I mean, even even down every every detail is covered. You know what I mean? And it, 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 it just when you think you know. You know the 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 story based on its appearance. It, it there's something in it that's going to be abstract, and the whole yeah the whole you like that don't you the mm-hmm. whole uh, very good description yeah the, the, I mean well it it's the whole cast itself is just grade A. I mean the the the, the wife uh, what's what's her name what's the 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 girl's name that she's been in movies since Interview with the Vampire. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kirsten, Kirsten Dunst. Yeah, Kirsten Dunst. Uh, she's amazing in it. Yeah, she's, she's a nutbag. <laughs> you know what I mean? She's getting ready to implode at any second, and she's holding on, and you could just hear it in her voice. You know what I mean? And and you know, it's just it, it's one of those shows that uh, that you you have to tune in to watch. Oh, good stuff. So that was uh, that. And Booking Woodbine. I mean, he's done he's done great work. You know, in the past. I mean, you know, we you know him from uh you also know him from uh, uh Black Dynamite, which was a which 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 was kind of uh, uh an homage to the black exploitation films of the seventies. Remember that? Mm-hmm. And he played uh he played a uh, a pimp in that one. And that was stereotypical, almost a similar look. But, you know, just a completely different style. Remember this clip where they were in the the, the the pimp council where all the pimps collectively got together and to talk about why you know what I mean there's a crisis you know what I mean amongst operations mm. Miriam Tazi mm, mm, and we mm. can't have a crisis in the operations and look here listen stop all the bullshit and take a vote yeah yeah so this is the pimps. Uh, all in favor, raise your hand. Cortex? Oh, bitches? I can dig it, baby. Chocolate giddy Chocolate giddy <laughs> Chris L.P. Captain Kangaroo Pimp. <laughs> Willie? I'm with you. Nigga, even if they don't knock the broads... That's Bokeem. There ain't enough tricks to go around. Now look at 
I don't know about the rest of y'all. But it look like I'm gonna have to keep selling that heroin just to make ends meet. Then you'll have a much bigger problem. Black dynamite! What's happening, baby? What it is, big ol'? Do what? Do we owe this pleasure? I just got one thing to lay on you cats and then I'll split. That I am declaring war on anybody who sells drugs in our community. But Black Dynamite, I sell drugs in the community. Well, be that as it may, if I catch you, I will not consider you a brother or a friend. Now, can you dig it? Hell no, nigga. I can't dig it. Now, who you supposed to be? Oh, that's Black Dynamite. I ain't asked you, nigga. Shut up. I'm going to tell you like this. I'm going to do whatever I want to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, the choice is yours, brother. But if me and my people catch you, you're going to have a lot more to deal with. Good evening, gentlemen. Goodbye, Black Dynamite. And that's Black Dynamite. <laughs> Bokeem Woodbine. So that's a more stereo... That's a... The flip side of it, where it's more, and it's meant to be very stereotypical in fashion and to poke fun at that genre or genery, as some may say. <laughs> no one says that. I've heard it said that. You. <laughs> I've heard, I've heard things, Mariam Tazi. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just to show you the contrast in that style, of course, Black Dynamite is a comedy satire, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's supposed to be that way. And Fargo takes you in another direction and it's supposed to and it does and it is a very twisty and windy road can't find my cursor again it's the thing about having double screens mm. you know what i mean it's a lot it's a lot to handle yeah, it's, everything's over there how did it move over there i try to find my it's amazing how this works needs them yeah exactly she's laughing at me because i'm getting you see me losing it don't you <laughs> you saw it it was <laughs> you can laugh into the mic. It's fine. The people who should hear what really goes on in this production, because I was losing it for a second. I couldn't find my desktop. My dock just switched screens. I got two screens here, people. Let me just set it up since you're hearing it. She's cracking up. Oh, I need to hook. So great. I need to hook a lavalier mic up to her because she does a lot of stuff that you can't see. And hear so much because she purposely steps away from the mic to laugh at because me. Because I don't want to interrupt your... Um... Well, I'm breaking down <laughs> because I'm doing engineering things that an engineer should do. And I should be doing a host what a host oh, should do. But I'm taking on engineering responsibilities on top of everything. That's entertaining. That's all. I'm getting a different time, <clears throat> kind of show. That's all. <laughs> I'm telling you people. But yeah, that and uh, I think we're quickly approaching uh, holiday... Uh, Holidays end with Christmas upon us and New Year's, right? Yeah. And uh, we've lost a couple people, at least one one or two two celebrities, I guess one being Scott Weiland, right? Yeah. Right? That's really sad. That was tough. That was, uh, you know, people say, oh, you expect certain things, but, you know, it's... it's yeah, all- that's how a lot of people reacted at work. Yeah. I was there you shouldn't, like, well, if- it's going to be drugs. I was like, man, like... Where's get- where's the compassion? Right. Where's the com- Where's the love? You know what I mean? Because he, he carried a lot of people through a lot of times and a lot of memories. You know what I mean? A lot of talent. Quite the artist. I actually got the chance to see him. Um, I think it was a few years back. You're a great performer. Oh, it was amazing. I saw him uh, and Stone Temple. Uh, I mean, him and Stone Temple Pilots and uh, Queens of the Stone Age in one sitting. Wow. Yeah. 
Yeah, that intense. was. Oh my god! I was, was surprised amazing. when you, when I found out you like Stone Temple Pilots. It's amazing. I got turned on to a lot of rock bands. My buddy Bryant turned me on to a bunch of stuff like that back in the day. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I like all types of music. You name it. You know what I mean? Kenny Rogers to uh, STP. I mean, we saw STP the other day on TV before he passed. Well, no, that was like a weird combo that was the just stone temple pilots what is that? and he wasn't there it was his band but he's i mean the stone temple pilots didn't really like really exist anymore but they called themselves stone temple pilots and they had the name josh stone which was weird because i'm listening to the song it was and I, weird i was like what is this it was weird you can't call yourself the beatles and not have john lennon you know what i mean you can't call yourself the doors and not have Jim Morrison. It's weird. Those now there are certain bands like ACDC, and there are certain bands that have been able to pioneer uh, through uh, adversities and 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 their own trials where they've had to switch. But I mean, you can't. There's certain ones that you can't do it. Like yeah. you can't show up and call yourself Guns and Roses without Axl Rose and Slash. Yeah, it's weird. It isn't. Yeah. You can't do that. Right? If someone came to me and said, this is Eric B. and Rakim, and it's not Rakim, (laughs) it's like some other MC singing it? Oh, yeah, that's weird. I would get up on stage and (laughs) smash the mic into a million pieces on principle alone. You can't can't call yourself Run DMC without Run DMC, right? And Jam Master J. It's just, you can't do that. And you could almost get away with that. If I wanted to give that a pass, you could, you know, have a DJ. Um, but it would be tough to make a Run DMC album. I could see doing special appearances and songs for the fan. And Jam Master J, like when I saw DMC and he did, and it, Jace, uh, uh, Jam Master J's son was DJing, and it was Jam Master Jason. So you get a pass for that. And... You know, that's more for nostalgia, right? Yeah, that's a little different. Right? It's but even if you... respectful, it, you know, and of the loss and stuff. That you could, you could, you could do it. But you, you couldn't bring in Sean Lennon, <laughs> right? And bring in George Harrison's son, if he has one. And then bring in Paul McCartney and Ringo, make an album, and call themselves the Beatles. You can't do that. That's true. You you just it's you can't do that. So, so why would you know. do that with Stone Temple Pilots? I don't know. I, I mean, even even Axl Rose, I think, was touring around calling himself Guns and Roses. It doesn't work. No, you have to be everybody. <clears throat> it, it's you, weird. You can't. That's but my then, point. But then also that shows that the name will sell more than the you know. It's like I know it's the branding, but but yeah. and they, they, but it's also a smack in the face of the audience, thinking you're that dumb that mm. you won't. You'll you'll just forget, or you'll let bygones be bygones. I'm not letting bygones be bygones. Yeah. It's Stone Temple Pilots, and that's what we want. It's not Stone Temple Pilots without Scott. <laughs> you know what I mean? Therefore, I'm not buying any tickets. Yeah. I ripped the ticket up. <laughs> and I, smashed the microphone. I smash it into a million pieces. Smash it into oblivion. Obli- yeah, you're, yes, <laughs> you've heard this. You've heard this saying before, huh? <laughs> See, you catch on. 
That's right. You smash it into oblivion. I've heard you say this. That's right. <laughs> That's a serious statement. <laughs> I mean, oblivion. Think about that. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, you, 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 you can't, man. I mean, ooh. I mean, it's no different than we talked about this. Okay. I'm going to close on this. Okay. I'm going to close on this. This is really going to get you guys pumped up. You know, I do talk about other podcasts and I give nods out to other shows uh, that I listen to. Um, but there's a, a an argument going on. Right. It's not even an argument. It's not even an argument. It shouldn't even be up for debate. But on Michael Rappaport's <laughs> podcast, and he's put, it's all over Twitter right now, you know, it makes it sound like I live on Twitter. But the, my point is, I see things, right? Yeah. No different if I'm going through the Washington Post or the Times As if you still or anything that. like that, you know what I mean, when I'm sitting down. Reading the newspaper. That's right. Yeah. You know, the, no, I'm just saying this is the equivalent of Twitter is you can just Uh-oh. go through, get the highlights, and go on with your day. Mm. So there's nothing wrong with that. But my point is, sometimes I'll see things, and this is one that I thought, saw it caught my attention. I think the world should know this. <laughs> the world. <laughs> okay, what does the world need to know, Malcolm? Kanye West, <laughs> there is, let me just put it, just put it the way the story went down. Michael Rappaport, actor, filmmaker, you know what I mean? Podcaster, sports enthusiast, hip hop head, I guess you could say. I don't know if I like that term hip hop head, but I'm going to go with it for this, for, the, for, for this, for the sake of this conversation. Mm-hmm was having a conversation with one of his quote-unquote actor friends mm-hmm. i already presented you with this yes okay and his actor friend said kanye west is more influential than stevie wonder i think it was impactful is it impactful mm-hmm. not influential. influential okay wasn't the word i think it was impact i think i think influential might even be in the conversation though that he described on his show maybe so Okay. Or I could be having podcast-itis again because that does happen when you're trying to do engineering things and I got all these impactful devices. At least that's the header on Twitter. Impactful. Yeah, more impactful than... You know, what is that? What is that? What is that? We still didn't say who is more impactful than... Stevie Wonder. <laughs> you can't just leave your way. Stevie Wonder. <laughs> well, yeah. Stevie Wonder. I Like, my reaction was... Why would you have a conversation mentioning the two in the same breath at all? I would never, ever, ever, ever put those two in the same conversation. I don't even know why I'm even bringing this up right now because I think I'm going to have a a stroke. You know what I mean? I think I'm going to have a stroke. Don't do that. Put your Fitbit back on. I mean, damn. What? what, Why? Why would anyone even think that? Only, Only person that could think that is a mad person. Well, you were saying it's got to be someone that was like... Born in the, in the 90s. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with growing up in the 90s. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. It's a great era. A lot of great things came out. Great films came out. Great music came out. But the, the music that came out was influenced by the music that came before the 90s. That's true. And you can't just live within an era. I'm, you know, I'm a good example of that. I don't live just within the 80s. <laughs> You know, it may seem that way, but sometimes. But, but my, no, but, but I, I still respect no, the seventies and the sixties, and even going back to the fifties and forties. I know where it comes from. You got to know a little bit more. Of the you history, know what I mean? But, <clears throat> but what's it's just the word impactful. 
Like, that would be like my, me my saying, question was, that would what be like kind me of saying impact K- has Kanye had? That would be like know? me saying Rakim is more impactful than Miles Davis. It's just... It's, you can't say that. You you can't even... I had, to, I had to actually reach to even get that out of my brain and pull it out and actually broadcast it because a normal person wouldn't even think like that. Like, would you ever be sitting, just looking out of the window, pondering, and be like, <laughs> Kanye West... Is more impactful than Stevie Wonder. No, never, ever, ever, ever. You know. No, I wouldn't. I don't come. I the way I look, like the way I respect, and the way I have been impacted by Stevie Wonder and his music, and how I've seen the the impact his music has had on culture. On, on it's not just, even. It's, uh, on, it's not even. Yeah, it's <clears throat> on a positive level, you know, compared to Kanye, where I don't really see much positivity. It's just not fair. Even if I wanted to entertain it, you could say, "Oh, you could break it down, be a generational, blah blah blah." But you can't. You can't even. It can't. It can't coexist in the same universe. It can't. Even if I wanted to even even that's just wrong. Play with it and say, "Okay, maybe Kanye West is more impactful than Bruce Jenner." I would still argue that. And I'm not talking about today's Bruce Jenner. I'm talking about early 70s Bruce Jenner. How impactful he was just not the right to the to nation. You can't compare it, and nor should he even be in a conversation. So Mike Rapp, his whole thing was, his whole thing was, um, uh, you know, why am I even having a conversation? I can't even be this person's friend anymore. <laughs> and they were good. I guess he said they were good friends. But the point is, when someone comes at, up to you, and says something, they're talking out of their, this goes back to talking out of the side of your neck. We've talked about this on a podcast. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? What <laughs> happens when you talk out of your neck? When you're, when you're talking yang. You get smacked. You, you, yeah. <laughs> you get your mouth. Very good, Miriam Tazi. <laughs> Miriam Tazi, what happens when you talk? Let, let me, like, bring that back one more time. What, what happens when you're talking you out of your neck? smacked in the face. You get your mouth blown out. Man, you know, child woman that's so fucked up girl no male if a girl talks smack to another girl and you're talking out of your neck i'm not immediately thinking male on women violence or anything i'm not promote i'm not condoning it you know what i mean i'm not this it's it's more of like a like a watch what you say mariam tazi this is the law of the land Okay, when you talked out of your neck in front of your parents, what happened when you were a kid? I got flicked in the mouth. Okay, <laughs> that, that's my point. It is in the, the structure, the very fiber of the DNA. It's in the, the molecules that make up human DNA. Human? Human DNA. How do you say it? Human? The human <laughs> DNA, the very thing that makes us up. As humans dictate this answer, this swift justice. Okay, I'm not the one. I'm not the info. I'm just the messenger. I'm passing this, these pearls of wisdom along for other generations, so they know, so they don't get smacked in the face. <laughs> that's my point because we don't want to see people get smacked i'm sorry but you know what i mean that's a little extreme but i understand i huh? understand i get it we don't we don't want to see that no we no one needs to be we don't smacked, need we but don't some need. people need to be put in check that's my point and even even in this day and age i think we're a little smarter 
You know what I mean? We're more educated. We're a little bit more savvy. Well, we don't have to put hands on you. You can smack somebody in the mouth without actually putting hands on them. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. You know, there's verbal, a, verbal. Yeah, there's a there's a way to 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 joust with someone, to jab, to to engage with them. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? There's different forms Spar. of of yeah, of <laughs> warfare. You know what I mean? So you know, it's not always you know what I mean the old way. So don't get it twisted, people. Anyone listening, trying to say, oh, I knew it. I knew he promoted violence. I knew he wasn't reasonable. You know what I mean? No, I just don't talk yang. You know what I mean? I just don't talk out of my neck. I just don't talk smack. You know what I mean? That's kind of true, I guess. It's It's in our DNA. That's what I'm talking about. Domino motherfucker. The American Riddle Podcast. Nice mustache. <laughs> it's what the fuck? Darker than usual. <laughs> it's more pronounced. Why don't you just shave it off? Then I'll be all tight-lipped. No, you won't. It's in your head. Can I just see what it would look like without anything? It'd be tight. No, it'll be very attractive. No. <laughs> yes. I'll be looking like Lester Holt. No, you're going to look fine. No mustache. Just not nothing. even a little bit of stubble. Nothing. Just all the way skin tight. You, yes, I want to see you clean shaven. Oh man, I'll be running around here looking like freaking uh, <laughs> baby face. Bryant Gumble or some Soft. shit. <laughs> no stubble. Yeah, but that <laughs> I can't stop staring at it now. Yeah. This is. What <laughs> That's what I would look like with no mustache. <laughs> That's not this true. motherfucker, Greg Gumble. That's terrible. Uh, well, he's got look at that's a debonair look. What's wrong with him? <laughs> the fuck, man. I gotta have some stubble like Harrison Ford and Raiders of the Lost Ark. The American Riddle Podcast. Riddle.